You're listening to the Boise Community Church Podcast. We desire to be a people who are following Jesus authentically and missionally. For more information, please visit boisecommunitychurch.org. Good morning. God is good. Um, it's going to be a rough morning. I start crying every second. <laughs> but, uh, Mike, I'm humbled by that intro, so thank you. Um, this mic is going to be loud, so I'm holding out. But uh, as Mike said, we did ministry together about for about seven years now. Um, Mike and I first met, uh, our families first met um, in California. Mike was the youth pastor at our own church. And my wife came to me one weekend and said, we should do high school ministry. I was rather uh, reluctant um, because I worked with high schoolers during the week. And I was like, my weekends are free of hormones. I do not want to work with high school, you know, high school kids. But, uh, but me being the humble individual that I am, stepped into high school ministry and totally stepped into that. But really what happened was my wife said we needed to, so I said yes. So, um, but I'm super thankful. Uh, Mike and I have been doing, our families have been doing ministry for about seven years now. Um, we love them a lot. We're so blessed to, to have them in our lives. and um, Wouldn't trade for the world. So definitely blessed to have those two in our lives. So. Uh, today we're continuing our prayer series, looking specifically at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but first, let's backtrack and kind of see where we've been. And now we'll go to where we're going. Uh, week one was the intro where Mike will be focused on how um, prayer is about you and God. Okay. How are we seeking out God in our prayer life? Are we, you know, seeking out silence and solitude? Are different spiritual practices, fasting? We need to seek out the Father in our prayer life. It's about you and God. Which then he continued on to talk about our Father in week two, where he talks about the true relationship between God and you. God desires a relationship with you every second of every day. May we lean into that. Praise God. God desires a relationship with you every second of every day. Week three was on earth as it is in heaven, where we talked about mission. Okay, where we asked the question, how are we living life? Okay. Do we live life with a passion to further the mission of Jesus? How does our life reflect Jesus and the call that he tells us? Go and make disciples. Which leads us to this week. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, I'm really excited for what the Lord put on my heart today. Um, and so, before we begin, let's pray. Dear God, Lord, I just praise you and thank you for this day. Thank you for the beauty uh, of this morning, Lord. I'm humbled by you, Lord, and I thank you for this opportunity to, to speak your word. God, to you be the glory, and I just thank you for this time. In the name of prayer. Amen. So if you could please turn with me to Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Uh, it'll be on the screen, as well as I'm reading from the NIV. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The world of So as a child, um, growing up, my family would try and read the daily bread and the devotional uh, at dinner time. But it was always, you know, schedules were busy, we had baseball games, we had basketball games, we were just always going everywhere, so we never really fully did that every day, but my family tried. Um, but, uh, this is a funny story. Again, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> but little Graham, uh, I, I got it mixed up. I, you know, I always thought the daily bread, the book, is what the daily bread that Jesus was speaking of when he said, yeah, this is their daily bread, all the way till high school. So, uh, luckily, some pastors <laughs> in college were like, that's not the same thing, Graham. <laughs> so I'm able to, uh, I was able to split that up. But <laughs> when I was studying this week, uh, give us today this daily bread really blew me away because Jesus really packs layers when he puts it in that one little statement. Because when he says, give us today our daily bread, the illustration of bread has multiple meanings. So I'm really excited to share that with you today. And the goal for you guys today, church, is to analyze your relationship with God, but also to ask Him, ask yourself, is He your sole provider? So again, that is your goal. Analyze your relationship and ask, is God your sole provider? To begin with, we need to ask the question, what is bread? Okay? The Hitman household, if you guys know my wife, my wife loves and adores bread. Whenever we go on vacation, the first thing she does is she researches bakeries wherever we're going. Okay, she adores bread, which I admit I'm not complaining. Okay, my wife loves bread. It's one of her love languages that I can speak. It's, it's beautiful, you know. But <laughs> there's a necessity for my wife's love for bread. We need bread. We all have physical needs. Whether it be food, shelter, clothing, whatever it might be, God wants, to, wants us to present those needs to him. He wants to meet those needs. Throughout Scripture, we see God repeatedly providing for physical needs of his people. In Exodus, we see God literally providing manna from heaven as it rains down on the Israelites. In 2 Kings, we learn about Elisha, how God provided everything for him. Jesus feeding the 5,000, and so much more. God, no doubt, wants to provide for our physical needs. We should pray about those needs. Trusting that God will provide. And then let it go. Walking in faith, knowing that He will provide. The result, I can tell you, will not be what you imagine because God usually never works that way. <laughs> but God will not forsake you, I promise you. In Philippians 4 6, Paul states, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. When my wife and I first got married, um, she went to school at the University of Pacific in Stockton. And uh, when we moved, we were praying, God, give Graham a job so that he can provide. Well, God didn't just grant one job, he granted three. <laughs> and so I had to work three jobs with bring our doctor, which was a lot of fun, but it also was. Taxing was taxing, but God provided our physical needs. It was stressful throughout those years, 
Money was tight, and we celebrated having double digits in our bank account at the end of the month after bills were paid. But we weren't the perfect example of walking in complete trust, even though God had proven himself time and time again. He is faithful, but we were still concerned about the future. It took repetition and prayer, meditation on his promises, and to us finally allowed us to walk forward with more trust and less concern. Jesus says in Matthew 11, 25-27, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap, or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, at a single hour to your life. So to rehash this point, family, okay, number one, we all have physical needs. Number two, God wants to hear about them. And number three, God wants to provide for them. But there's more than just physical needs that God wants to provide to us. We see this demonstrated in Jesus' choice of words here, where he says daily bread. The word daily in the Greek is the word epiosis. Everybody say epiosis. Epiosis. Yeah? It sounds like a Harry Potter spell, doesn't it? <laughs> so okay, right? Epiosis. But before I continue, okay, the word, um, I just got caught up in that moment. I apologize. The Bible was not written in English. Okay, remember that. The Bible was not originally written in English. Jesus spoke in Aramaic. Okay, and the scripture where we were reading today in Matthew was originally written in Greek. Okay? So when we translate the English to be read as daily, this special word in the Greek is not found anywhere in the Bible except in the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so the word epigosis is only used in the Lord's Prayer. Again? <laughs> um, it's not the same type of daily as when we refer to our daily routine. Like you wake up and you have a daily cup of coffee, or five, okay? You wake up and take a daily shower, hopefully, okay? But the word epiosis is not that. Daily, elsewhere in the Bible, is the Greek word hemorrhin, okay? So what is epiosis? It's not clearly defined because of its uniqueness. In fact, it's considered a mysterious word because it's nowhere found in Greek literature except in the Lord's Prayer. Now remember, Jesus spoke Aramaic. So whatever term that Jesus used when describing the bread must have been so unique that they had to make up a whole new word to try and describe the type of bread God has to offer. And it is the only adjective in the Lord's Prayer. So there are no adjectives in the Lord's Prayer until we get to Epiosis. So it's a huge descriptive word. There are many opinions from different theologians about this meaning of the word. Me, I'm going to step out of that argument because I am by no means qualified <laughs> to enter that. But what we do know for certain is what epigosis is not. It's not our common understanding of the word daily, and it does not literally mean to occur every day. So where does that leave us? What can we understand about epigosis? Many biblical scholars claim that Jesus used the word epiosis to describe the quality 
of the bread that he has to offer. Remember that Ebiosius is the only adjective used in the Lord's Prayer. It is describing the type of bread that God has to offer. So let's break it down. Epi means super. Okay? And ausia means substance or substantial. Okay? So it's said that the bread that Jesus is instructing us to pray is super substantial. Say that three times fast. Right? It's, beyond our, it's beyond meeting our physical needs. It's meeting our spiritual needs. God wants to give us this super substantial bread. This sustenance that transcends basic human need. We have more than physical needs as we, as we previously referred to. We have emotional needs, spiritual needs, we have relational needs that only God can fulfill. If God isn't the one fulfilling those needs, I can pretty much guarantee you that you won't be fulfilled. If this bread is so super substantial and vital, then we must pursue the one who is the only supplier. We need to come to him humbly, without our agenda, understanding our need for him and his sustenance. When Bree and I lived and were living in the state that shall not be named, uh, aka California, um, we felt the call to move. Okay? We didn't know where. We had a feeling, but we didn't know. Uh, but ultimately, we didn't know where, we didn't know when. We just knew we had to move. Now, to be honest, I was pretty obstinate about moving to Boise. I was unwilling to depend on God for my every need. I want to ra rationalize a move where I can make the most money, get the best house, and really make earthly, financially responsible decisions. One night I was praying and journaling. I'm a journaler. Highly recommend it if you don't do it. And I heard this voice say, Boise. Instantly I started crying, as you guys can see I do easily from today, right? Because I felt <coughs> convicted by the Holy Spirit. I felt God's clarity, and I felt God's peace wash over me. God provided, God responds, God always will. It took me finally asking God from a place of humility for this super substantial bread and his super substantial leading to guide me where he wanted me to be until I realized that I needed to come to him in humility, asking God, where do you want me? I was getting in my own way. I was thinking I could provide enough logic and earthly wisdom to provide for my family, but that was so naive. It is in humility we were to realize that God is our provider, our every need, beyond our physical needs. We've spoken about having emotional, relational, spiritual needs, but God's desire and is the only one. But God's God desires too and is the only one who can satisfy these. In Matthew 7, 7 through 11, Jesus states, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone alone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to the, you who those who, who ask him? God wants us to come to him. 
with every need, as it says in Scripture. Our Father in Heaven gives good gifts to those who come to Him and ask. He desires to saturate those places in our life where you are longing. I love this term, saturate. This part I know I would cry. <laughs> I thought we would pray. The daily prayer. Lord, saturate me with your spirit. So that everything I say and do may speak of you. And we may come to the Father with prayers of daily gratitude for his constant relational pursuit. Not just earthly provision, but his almighty goodness, his loyalty, his super substantial substance, and his loving forgiveness. Amen. God has met our spiritual needs by giving us the greatest gift that we could ever ask for, the sacrifice of his son. Jesus' death and resurrection paid the price for us all and allowed us access to the super substantial bread that we talked about and have been speaking about throughout this sermon. Jesus states in John 6.35 that I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. It's not just for salvation, church, later on in life. It's about living life abundantly now. John states, <coughs> John 10, 10 states that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. We have to be in relationship with God in order to live this kind of life that John refers to in John 10. We have to be an active member in this relationship with God to receive the super substantial bread. And as I close, church, let me refer back to the question I asked you at the beginning. I asked you to analyze your relationship and to if you viewed God as your sole provider. So please take a second and pause and reflect on this question. If your answer to this question was yes, I'll sum up quickly. I would encourage you to humbly seek the Lord in quiet, to seek out that silence and solitude, and pray the prayer I prayed earlier for the Lord to saturate you with His Spirit, praying that everything you say and do would bring Him glory, and that His will be done, not yours. 
Seek out God's epiosis bread, that, his, that, that he may truly fulfill you, and may you walk in peace knowing God is the one source of this epiosis bread. Let's pray. Lord, I just praise you and thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you for just the depth of your words in the Bible, Lord, as you speak of this epiosis bread that is really undefinable, Lord, that we cannot comprehend you, we cannot comprehend what you have to offer, Lord, so may we just humbly come before you and just say, Lord, we are yours. God, we love you so much. We just thank you for who you are and the gift you have, Lord, and the gift you are. In the name of Amen.